inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. This is Randall Vaughn. I'm currently serving 1,214 years for capital murder, Red Onion State Prison, in Pound, Virginia, in the USA. Welcome to my podcast, Red Onion Randy. I hope you enjoy listening to me today. I've spoken briefly about, uh, you know, some of the health issues that I've been dealing with, uh, you know, for the last couple of years. Um, currently, I have close to 30 tumors in my body, which was a bit concerning, especially as they've popped up within the last three months or so. So I had to go to medical, talk to the nurse practitioner, and, uh, you know, she looked at them and they did a, uh, an ultrasound first. You know, after poking and prodding and squeezing them for 30-some minutes. And uh, so the ultrasound came back, and they just, like, oh, well, it's just a lipoma. Uh, so I had to go back over there. I'm like, hey, look, I, whether it is or it isn't, you cannot tell what type of tumor it is through an ultrasound. The ultrasound does nothing more than to take pictures of inside your body. I'm not going for that. And she was like, you know what, you're right. They got me scheduled for uh, to see Dr. Diamato, which is a, a general surgeon here in Pound, Virginia. I went back in November to uh, visit him just for, you know, uh, just a regular checkup. He looked at him and squeezed him and poked him and asked me questions and whatnot. And, uh, you know, he's a little concerned about him, but not too concerned. So he, he scheduled me for surgery, um, which was... Uh, Canceled, uh, I think like two or three times, which was very frustrating for me, you know. And I had to, I had to catch the major making rounds one day and explain to him, like, look, man, dude, y'all can't keep canceling these damn surgeries, man. What if it is cancer? And it, 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 hell, it's just going to do nothing but get worse and worse and worse while I keep waiting for y'all to take me to the hospital. Like, I mean, come on, man, have some freaking compassion here. And uh, he didn't particularly care too much for what I was saying to him, but. He did explain to me, like, look, we had to uh, cancel, you know, some outside doctor visits and stuff like that because of all the transportation we've been doing, transferring people from up here to other places and from, you know, other places up here. You know, I'm like, well, why can't y'all transfer me? But I'll talk about that a little bit later. So I like, look, man, I mean, dude, you, I mean, y'all basically screwing me here. He talked to me and we... You know, I didn't cuss him out or disrespect him or anything of that nature. But I let him know how I felt about it. Like, man, y'all can't keep rescheduling my surgery. You know, well, I, I kept calling it cancel. He's like, no, we didn't cancel it. We just rescheduled it. Well, stop rescheduling it. So uh, evidently the message went through because uh, on December the 10th, they actually uh, came and picked me up. Well, actually, uh, December the 9th around... Uh, 11.30 or so at night, they, uh, the sergeant came over on night shift, and I was like, look, grab a couple of your things. You're going, to ho uh, going over to medical for the night. And I was like, all right, good, man. It's about damn time. So, you know, I, I grabbed some stuff and went over there, and uh, I think I got like maybe maybe four hours of sleep that whole night because I just I hate being in medical because they don't clean the cells back there. It's just filthy. I was stuck in a cell where I couldn't even flush the toilet because they got a flush valve on it because that's for guys that get sent over there to medical that like to flood and act an idiot and whatnot. And but I got stuck in there with somebody else's piss all damn night. And I was, ah, oh, man, that freaking sucked having to smell somebody else's urine all damn night long. So 
Thankfully, the morning came pretty quickly, though. Uh, you know, they came and got me around maybe 6.30 or so, and uh, I got the good van. Oh, people, I got the good van again, thank God. Comfortable seats. I got the window. You know, I could see the trees and the mountains. I could, I could see just people going about their daily lives, you know, just just looking at them and wondering, you know, about their lives. Do they love, just do they have children? You know, what jobs do they work? Uh, just stuff like that. Just stuff to occupy my mind. You know, long car rides are pretty boring. So I get there, but the thing is, I started noticing on the way there. I'm like, wait a minute, man, we're going to, we're going a different route. We're, I thought we was going to Dr. Diamato's office, but we actually went to Ballard Health Center which is a really modern, really up-to-date hospital that's honestly is kind of built more like a college campus. And it's, I mean, man, it is really nice. Uh, the brick facade on there, the inside, I mean, man, it was spotless. I mean, they had some of the most amazing, beautiful nature prints on the walls there. I, just, I swear I wanted to steal them. <laughs> Yeah they, man, yeah, they really just brightened the place up, man. I mean, they were, whoever the artist was, I mean, they were an incredible photographer. And, uh, you know, the nurses were nice. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm a little ashamed of myself because I kind of went in with preconceived notions that people were going to look down at me. So I was walking with my head high, my chest out. I'm like, yeah, look down your damn nose at me. I'm still a human being, but... Yeah, man, dude, it was all just as nice and as sweet as they can be. The nurses speaking to me, how are you doing? I mean, I actually wound up seeing another officer there. Uh, he was there on his day off for surgery. So I was, I got to make fun of him in front of his new girlfriend because, uh, well, finally getting that gender reassignment surgery, huh? He did not like that. <laughs> so I could see his girlfriend smiling under her mask, though. And then, you know, I was able to ask about my, uh, the CEO that used to work here named Jimmy Mullins. He, uh, he got COVID really bad. I mean, really bad. It, it took him to death's door and probably allowed him, uh, a, a long look in before closing on him. And, you know, he came back, but, uh, he's, he's so messed up that he'll, he'll never work again. Like COVID broke him. And, but he was an older gentleman to begin with, but he was a sweetheart, man. Oh, I love talking trash to him because. Damn it, I'll kick your ass, you young son of a bitch. <laughs> he was just, man, he was a sweetheart of a guy. I loved that dude, man. He was so much fun just because it was just hilarious to see them old guys like that really talk trash to you and kind of believed it a little bit. And uh, But it was all done in good fun on both sides. And uh, cause Jimmy, he, he was one of them officers. If I would have been out on the floor and anybody would have put their hands on him, I would have walked dogs on their ass. And well, we'll not say that for many COs, um, you know, unless they're a female. But, uh, you know, so I got to check up on him and everything. And then, you know, we uh, went in, did a little questionnaires and whatnot that you have to do. And then they, they took me back to a hospital room and uh, they had to take the shackles and the cuffs off of me and everything. And uh, I was got into the hospital gown and they put the stuff back on me. Well, they only took, they took the shackles off. I mean, they took the handcuffs off first so I could take the tops off. And then they put the handcuffs back on me, and then they took the shackles off, and I had to take the bottoms and stuff off, and then so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, I got up and laid on the bed, and it was so soft. I mean, it just, I sunk into the mattress, and it felt, it was one of the most amazing feelings. It felt like I was being hugged by, like, two or three 
people. It was incredible. I mean, it was warm. And, you know, you sit there and talking to the COs, and we joked and laughed and so on and so forth. And uh, they came in and asked me small questions, took my vitals, and, you know, hooked me up with the uh, the little slints or stents in the arm and all that stuff. I don't know what they're absolutely called, but uh, they're actually called, I mean. And uh, then they just, I don't know, I, maybe I waited an hour, maybe. Um, and then they wheeled me into the surgery, um, the operating room, and uh, I scooted over onto the, the operating table. And uh, this one big guy, he uh, he grabbed this blanket, and it was so heavy, and it was so warm. And he laid it over top of me. I mean, it was so comfortable. And the nurse that was uh, the anesthesiologist, she was like, oh, my God, you got such pretty eyelashes. And I was like, oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And she, then she started to tell me, like, you know, I'm really surprised. Most guys, when I tell them that, they get so embarrassed. And she started to tell me this story about this 17-year-old boy she told that to. And uh, they never even got a chance to hook the anesthesiologist up to me. I fell asleep listening to the story before they done, you know, put the uh, oxygen in my nose. Or I just, man, I was out like a light. I mean, it was, it was incredible. I woke up back in the hospital room and uh, well, I was a little bit groggy and whatnot. And uh, you know, the nurse came in. I was like, "Did you like something to drink?" And she listed off a bunch of things. And I was like, "Well, you know, just give me a ginger ale, you know, because I haven't drunk a soda since uh, July the fourth of two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. And it's been that long since I've drank an actual soda. And uh, so I just went with a ginger ale because I'll probably never drink a Coke or Dr Pepper or Pepsi ever again. But man, yeah, it was it was so good, so bright and bubbly and refreshing. One of those Canada Dry. So I mean, they didn't, you know, Ballard Health didn't skimp on the good stuff. They they just gave it right to me, which was very nice of them. And uh, I, I drove back. I don't really remember too much on the drive back. You know, I was kind of in and out of it a little bit. And uh, you know, I got back to the uh, to the prison, which sucked. But, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, I was back in medical, and they put me back in that same cell, and I, I did not want to be there. It was on a Friday. I thought I was going to get stuck over there all weekend long with none of my property. And, but thankfully, I was caught the uh, assistant warden, Fuller. He happened to be making rounds over there, thank God. And uh, I'm like, look, bro, yeah, I'm not staying over here, man. Man, Please get me sent back. So uh, he actually got me sent back uh, to the building. Before he did, I talked to him, like, look, man, you know, I don't know if you heard, but David Robinson, who was second in command of the Department of Corrections, he, uh, he approved me for a transfer, and, uh, you know, to Keene Mountain. And he was like, yeah, I've heard about that. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, what's going on? What's taking so long, man? I mean, y'all just transferred people there. Like, that week, they had just transferred a couple people from my pod to Keene Mountain. And he just, he's like, well, you know, just be patient, man, be patient. And I've been here for 20 years, man. I mean, I've been 15 and a half years charge-free, bro. I mean, how much more patient do y'all expect me to be? I'm literally the only person in the state of Virginia that has ever been charge-free that long. I mean, they should throw a ticker tape parade for me. 
and I've done it, done it here at Red Onion. You know, like I mean. Anyway, but yeah, that was um, that was my trip. You know, I'm brown right now. I'm waiting to uh, hear the results back from uh, the lab results. But you know, uh, I went over yesterday to medical for uh, the nurse to take the stitches out of my back, which I'm glad because oh my god, did they itch? And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lovely experience. You know, I just uh, oh sorry, I'm 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 a little bit scatterbrained. I'm telling you, I want to go back and have more surgeries. It was awesome. And uh, the nurse told me that she had actually spoken to the doctor over the phone and that the doctor, you know, it was like his initial diagnosis were they are lipomas, but uh, we're going to wait until we get the lab results back, you know, just to make sure. And uh, she said she's going to make sure that I get a copy of the lab results and everything, which will probably it could be sometime this week, but more than likely next week I'll get them yeah, just because of the holidays and whatnot. Yeah, that's uh that's the update on my medical health. Uh, you know, I feel pretty good. Um I still need to find out why, you know, I've had close to thirty tumors crop up in my body, even if they are benign lipomas. I still wanna know, man, why am I riddled with them and can y'all cut the rest of them out? 'Cause uh I don't want them in me. I don't know if they can metastasize into from a benign tumor to a cancerous tumor or whatnot, but if I ever get the chance to get rid of them, I'm definitely going to get rid of them. But uh, this has been Red On You, Randy. Hope you enjoyed listening to me today. For those of you who uh, listen to me on Apple Podcast, I would appreciate it if you would review me and rate me, preferably five stars, but I'll take whatever you give me and be damn grateful for it. Take care. Stay safe, people. Thank you for using GTL.